Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast, where you will learn how to start living more by doing less. Let me help you optimize, automate, and outsource your entire life so you can focus on doing the things you love. Now here's your host, Ari Mizell. Welcome back to a very, very special episode of the Less Doing Podcast. I have my, my friend Cameron Harold here. So, hey, Cameron, thank you for being here. Hey, Ari, thanks for having me. Uh, and this is going to be a different episode because Cameron has come on to coach me. Uh, Cameron is probably one of the greatest coaches alive, uh, has worked with so many different companies in so many different situations, and also has been really instrumental in my business uh, journey. So, uh, uh, Cameron, take it away. Tear me open. <laughs> hey Ari. Um, and, and normally just for the, for the listener, we, we normally do like 90 minute calls. So this is going to be a little bit of a speed, speed dating coaching session. Um, so normally I will start off with, you know, asking you what's going well, what's not going well, what you're working on and where you're stuck. But I think um, from what I understand right now, you've got a couple of different components to your coaching model. One of them includes a uh, $100,000 program where $100,000 per year that you'll work with a company and you go on site one day per quarter and then you coach them throughout the year and that's probably where you get a lot of the good intel being on site is finding all the stuff they should be doing and then spending the rest of the quarter helping them make sure they do it is that correct yeah i mean that's that that's uh I, like i i really love the challenges of working with the, the entrepreneurs in my my leaders program which is the the, the sort of standard coaching program but I was consulting for a while and the problem with consulting for me was that I would come on and give all these suggestions and then they wouldn't get to implement them. So this feels like a hybrid for me. So this is, this is a really exciting program for me. It's, it, it's fascinating. It's a, it can completely rebuild somebody's business in a day, you know? Okay. So I want you to, I'd like you to lean out three years for me. We're going to lean out December 31st, 2021. And I want you to look at your program, your company, your model, and you've built a big brand for yourself, you're getting great recognition, you got companies throwing themselves at you. What's happened to your family life along the way in terms of you and your time? How do you do all these on-site days that start to take you away from the kids and the family? Is that, is that scale or have you thought through that? Yeah, so I would imagine that I would have that program limited to probably somewhere between five and 10 people in that program at any given time. So we're talking about 10 days a quarter maybe at that point, as far as family, you know, I'm, I'm extremely efficient with my travel and I'm with my family a lot more than most entrepreneurs that I know. So I generally work while the kids are at school. So nine to two thirty or so I take them to school. I pick them up from school and from three to eight, that's, that's family time and, or kid time really. And then eight to 10 is kind of uh, wife time. So, uh, I think that there's a, there's a bit of a balancing act there that I, where I think that works out. And then when I do travel, it's, I mean, I, I've gone to LA in a, for 21 hours before. I have no problem doing double red eyes. I went to Guatemala last year to speak. I was in the country for 16 hours. So I, I think that I make it work in a way that's really exciting for me. And also I think that those intense sort of like trips away from me are really refreshing and allow me to come back, be there for my family. So you're going to get more than five clients. <laughs> my my, if I roll the camera ahead three years, my guess is you're going to have a whole stable of people that want you to work with them. I mean, you're clearly one of the best in the world at it. You know what you're doing. They're going to want what you've got. Um, so do you just, do you raise your prices? Are you going to bring in sub components of you? Are you going to just start flying private? 
Like, how do you like be realistic? Like when you get 10, you know, you get 10 clients, how does it, you can't say no to them. Yeah. Or will you? So, so I've thought about that too. So there's a couple different options. Um, raising prices is always an option, but at some point, look, to be perfectly honest, it's not about the money right now. Uh, I mean, I, I really love what I get to do. And fortunately we have a lifestyle that's supported by what I do. So it's, it's not necessarily like another, another $10 million a year or something is not going to make an enormous difference in my life. Although I would, Fly private, that would be the biggest difference. So the two ways I would handle it, in my opinion, is one is I would probably start bringing my family with me. Uh, so I'd make like an actual trip out of it, bring the family with me and then, you know, hop out for a day to do that. Uh, and that'll be a little easier as I get older. They're all quite young right now. So in three years, Ben will be 10. Uh, so that feels a lot more realistic to me. Um, the other one is if it really becomes that to that level, then I, I would like to actually have like a training center here in New York and have people come to me. They can bring their whole team in, you know, for the day, essentially, or even for two days. And that, to me, feels like a really reasonable option as well. So like, have, you, have you actually leaned out into the future like, to what your company looks like? Have you started to describe what it looks like three years out and working it backwards? Or are you just, you know, working on what you've got now and building them all out? Yeah. So, look, I, I always have you sort of in the back of my head, and I'm always trying to think about the vivid vision. And um, it's, it, it, it's probably, no, the answer is no, not really, sort of. You know, so I, I, I try to, we have a structure in place uh, for the team because one of the things that I learned throughout this process is that as an entrepreneur, my tolerance for risk is not the same as that of my team. And some of those things can be very stressful, right? So we have a, we have a cadence now. We have uh, at least quarterly goals that we sort of back down. But uh, as far as like really drafting out a vivid vision, no, I haven't done that. And uh, in some ways... So the, here's, here's the, only, the only reason I would really challenge you on it, and it's not to push my agenda or my systems at all, but you're going to be more successful at this faster than you think. And what will happen is you're going to bump into some walls that you could either avoid by having a vision and working it backwards, or you could create a couple of other components to your structure. Like a couple that I'm thinking of right now is um, some size-based pricing that you may actually be able to price your model out differently based on the size of the companies you're working with. You know, what if a company comes to you and says, hey, we're a $500 million company. Are you going to charge them the same as a $5 million company? Because the reality is the leverage you're going to give them on your systems could be bigger. So there might be an opportunity for you to do that. And then I also think about Jim Collins where he just has a model that his... um, He's, well, this was probably 15 years ago. He was $100,000 to do a speaking event and he only did 10 a year. Um, and then now I, I would imagine he's a lot more than that. Simon Sinek's at like four or $500,000 per event right now. So I would consider your pricing, but I would also guess that you're not going to be able to limit it to five would be my guess. So that's a, that's a question that I have for you because I always, I, I thought about that before with the different size companies, but it always, it felt like punitive to me almost, but I guess that's, that's like the wrong way of looking at it, right? There's more leverage that can be applied to a much larger company. Yeah. I don't, there's, I've never had any pushback whatsoever with, um, with big organizations paying more than the small organizations do for me. You know, an example would be that I would never charge, you know, a, an EO or a YPO chapter the same fee that I charge a, a big bank to come in and speak. I mean, they're, they're just they're just smaller organizations. Um, I have a couple of couple of events. I'll do two pro bono events per year, but there have to be like either very very high leverage for me or you know a really big charity that I'll do work for. But no, I've I've had some pricing over the years where I would charge clients based on different revenue levels, zero pushback. But is is that is that really the core of your model anyway, or are you creating a course or a, a program or something that is really what you're going to scale? Because you've always been about that automation and optimization anyway. 
Yeah. So, so the, there, I guess there's sort of two ends of things, right? There's the really super high end, the hundred thousand. And then we have the, the, the entry level more sort of thing, which is our replaceable founder, which is delivered as an online course. Um, that's one. And that's, that's something where we're, we're, we've been trying a whole bunch of different Facebook strategies and ads and different things and email stuff. And we're still working on that. That's, that's something that, you know, we should have a thousand people, a, a quarter or more joining, joining that program. But, and that's completely scalable, has nothing to do with, with the number of people. And then there's this other one beyond that, which is our one day replaceable founder intensives. So I, we tried this as a whim a couple months ago on a one day, basically delivering the content of the online course, which takes place over 10 weeks. I delivered that in one day uh, intensive with me and it was incredible. Uh, it really was incredible. And so that format, now we did that again in January, it was oversold in January. Uh, and so now we're going to do that every other month, but because the format is so tight and really it's great. Now somebody, we're, we're going to do that in LA in June. Um, now we're also going to looking at doing that in Saudi Arabia now in two cities in July. It's just like a really portable, really, really portable format for me. And it's the kind of thing that in the not too distant future, Joanna on my team could teach one of those workshops. I really like it right now. Uh, but that is definitely something that could be taught by someone else on my team. And there's one other thing I wanted to say about that. Uh, it's a thousand bucks a head, right? So like it, you know, we get a hundred people in the room, hundred thousand dollars for the day. It's amazing. And it sort of naturally, there's going to be people in the room. And so far it seems about 25% of the room. That's going to be a really good candidate for the coaching program. Why Saudi Arabia? There's a guy from Saudi Arabia in my program, in my coaching program. And he's like, this looks awesome. Like we need to bring this to Saudi Arabia. So I'm going to do it in Riyadh and Jeddah um, probably. And uh, they'll, they're going to have a hundred entrepreneurs in each one. And they'll, uh, then he said, he believes that a lot of the other people there will be really good candidates for the coaching program. And it's just, it's an area of the globe that I'm, I'm not really in. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't want to mirror my own shit and throw it at you either, but um, be careful. I've done paid speaking events now in 28 countries on six continents. And with young kids, it gets real old real fast because what feels cool about going, and I've spoken in Saudi in both Riyadh and Jeddah, um, what feels cool about that travel all of a sudden starts to really tear at your family life and relationships, or it did for me. And it doesn't necessarily scale. I also heard a saying years ago that's always resonated with me that all speakers die broke um, and that it's really about building those platforms and programs. So I think it's smart to build a program that... Um, doesn't necessarily have you delivering like that one day intensive. If you can get somebody else delivering and certify people globally, if you can kind of build out a strategic coach kind of model or rip off and duplicate, you know, other models that have people like a gazelles program or people implementing your stuff could be really, really powerful. The replaceable founder, what's that cost? The online course. So it's, it's a thousand, it's a thousand dollars also. Uh, but typically with the way like the funnel works, it, it's generally 500 bucks. So is your cost is five. There's no cost. Your cost per acquisition is 500? No, no. What's five, what? so, so like a lot of times what we'll do in the funnel is say like, of course, and if you buy it in the next 72 hours, it's 50% off, $500. What's your cost per acquisition? Do you know what it costs you to get a client? So we honestly, I mean, I can give you an, an estimate. We don't have a great, uh, we, we don't have a really scalable funnel in place right now, but in the, what we've been doing so far, it's somewhere between 20 and $40. And how about affiliates? Have you got affiliate programs set up? There is an affiliate program in place. We've never done affiliate launches or anything like that. I've not gotten into that in a big way. Play with, play with that and run some models on it. Lean out again two to three years as if you had, a, like look at what your org chart looks like in three years. 
not only your vision, but what's your org chart look like in three years? What's it look like in two years? What's it look like in one year? And ask yourself when you may have an affiliate manager hired working for you, either full-time or someone to outsource that you can plug in. But you may be able to really scale that program with an affiliate program, keeping it at 1,000, paying 50% affiliate fees or 30 to you know, 20 to 30% affiliate fees. You have a really, really broad network to leverage. And that, that for me is the one to really be focusing on more than, you know, I, I like the, the bread and butter of the coaching of the hundred thousand. And I think you're probably going to find that you're going to end up with 10 of those clients. You'll have to figure your way around the travel, but, and then the one day intensives, again, I think can be really powerful, especially if you actually bundle those where your clients are. So do you know, like right now, you know, where, where, what cities are your current five clients in? that you're doing the hundred thousand uh so one is in nashville tennessee um one one is uh one is just an hour north of here in new york and um and another one is in uh la or i guess okay okay so so you've got you've got new york nashville la and saudi and it's funny when you said nashville nashville is a really strong entrepreneurial hotbed yeah um you could probably quite easily run one of the one day intensives in Nashville and potentially run, run it twice a year, but do it on the, the day before or the day after your one day engagement with your coaching client. So you've actually now, you know, you, you've kind of, you know, you're going to be in that city. And then also looking at any of the speaking events that you're doing, how many speaking events a year do you do still? Um, so it's generally like two a month. Um, I, I actually, I, I okay. pretty much, that's my, I limit it to that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's two a month. So, you know, wh- where have you got speaking events booked in the next six months or six to 12 months out? Yeah. Um, so I've got Chicago, Orlando. It's all, it's all in the U.S. actually. Um, well, Toronto. I go, I go to Toronto quite a bit, which is really easy, honestly. Um, there's something in, L- in San Francisco coming up. Yeah. So, so like where you've got right now is the opportunity to hire someone to market your one day intensives in the cities where you're doing each of your speaking events and then use those one day intensives as a way to, if people can't attend to upsell them or downsell them into your course, like into the, um, into your replaceable founder program. But you might have an opportunity to really just say, okay, I'm going to be in this city anyway. I'm going to market to do a full day as many people as I can while I'm in that city. It also raises hype about, hey, I'm there, I'm in the city, I'm doing this intensive. If you do it the day after your speaking event, which is what I would do, while you're at your speaking event, you can actually market your one-day intensive for anybody who's there that wants to send employees or come and spend a full day with you the following day. And I'll bet you could fill up huge programs real quick. Yeah, that's, so that's interesting because so the LA event is because of that, right? So the way I, I got asked to come out to do a TV show, uh, and so I'm going to do the intensive the day before. Uh, but that's, that's a good, that's a pretty cool strategy. I just, I, I guess also, you know, I still have this, like, I know this sounds stupid to say this, but it's almost like a humility aspect where like, I don't want to, like, I feel like I, sh- I shouldn't be selling to that crowd that's there for that thing, you know, to come to my thing. I don't know. Do you think you're, yeah, I mean, I, I struggle with the same thing. Do you, do you think your content's really good? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's. And do you think, do you think companies and executive teams and managers should be exposed to your content and spend the day in that session? Yes, and I'm doing them a disservice by not showing it to them. You're doing a disservice by not doing it. So you can either do the whole irresistible offer, which is pay the thousand. If you don't get value, I'll give you your money back. Like I will hand you the thousand dollars in cash at the end of the day. 
you could actually start every event with $10,000 in cash sitting in front of you and say, if at any point you're not getting value, come up and I'll give you the $1,000 and you can leave right now. No one will leave. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but there, I think you've got a big opportunity to do your, your speaking event and then fill sessions the next day. Also know that you're going to be in a city. So do an intensive. So now you don't have to, to add more travel. The reality is for most of the trips you're on, it is a two day event, right? To go to LA, yeah, you can do the double red eye, but you can also, you know, do a session, have a dinner with a couple of friends, run your event the next day and fly home. And you've really actually maximized your, your, your time. But I think that comes with leaning out a little bit, kind of leaning out a little bit into the future and looking at what your company looks like three years out and then working it backwards because you're going to you'll either miss those opportunities or, um, or not maximize them, not capitalize on them. Quick question for you. You've got a book out, correct? Or how many books have you got out now? Nine. I mean, the, mo- the most recent Nine, one okay. Book. So the Replaceable Founder book. Um, and did you self-publish that? Yeah. So what's your cost per book to print? Two bucks. Okay. So I'll give you a tip on, so every speaking event, does every single person in the audience get a copy of your book? No. Okay. So here's, this is, this is money for you. This is kind of like a good money bag tip. Um, and I wish we weren't recording this, but it's okay. We'll record it. So every time someone books me, for, no, no, it's good. That's good. I'll give it away. I'm, I'm coaching you live. So, um, so every time I get a call to do a speaking event, I, I book the event, they pay my 30,000 plus travel. Everything's all, all lined up to do. And then about a week or so later, I send them an email, the same email that I send everybody. And it's kind of odd G shucks. And I say, Oh crap. I totally forgot to ask you about books. How about I send a copy of my book to everybody in your audience uh, for $10 per person? How many people will there be? 50% of the time, they'll tell me 300 people, $10 per book sounds great. Here's three grand. So everybody gets a book and it's $10 including shipping. My cost per book is about $2. Shipping costs about a dollar. So I net seven. Of the 50% of the groups that say no to that, I go back to them. I'm like, look, I'll tell you what, $5 per book. Everybody in the audience gets to copy the book. So about another half says yes. So I'm actually making about $2 per book. The last group that says we can't afford any books, your fee was already high enough, we just can't do it. I said, you know what? I want everybody in the audience to have a book. My treat, I'm sending them out. I'll cover all the costs, I'll cover the shipping, but I want to blow everybody away. So every single speaking event, every single person in the audience at every single event for the last six years has gotten a book. And I'm making money off of 80% of the events. It's really powerful. It's easy to execute. And it's, it's, um, it's a money winner too. Yeah. And that's, it's a, that's like a, that's so, that's such low hanging fruit. That's such a, yeah, obvious one. Okay. We'll do that. Well, and the low hanging, here's the low hanging fruit. Cause the reality is the low hanging fruit is actually less about making money. I'm just still that little kid, a hustler from Northern Canada, right. Who just like, I like this hustle. I feel good. Well, hey, I made another three grand. That's actually probably the lowest hanging fruit of all. The lowest hanging fruit is every single person in that audience gets my book. And in my book, it talks about going to my webpage, joining my groups, buying the course, subscribing for more of my material, coming to my links, right? Your book must have lots of links and free giveaways, right? Yeah. So, so, so you need everyone in that audience to get your book. So just that, that's the whole core for you. That's great. Yeah. How are you feeling? A little overwhelmed? Me? No, please. No, yeah. I, mean, I, I think I can have all this stuff executed by the end of the day. Um, so <laughs> we will, we will, I already know how I'm going to have that process in place for the books to be, uh, to be delivered and ordered automatically. And, the, and that, that emails, I can create an automated email sequence based on what you just said. So that's great. I, I like marching orders. You know, I'm a really good executor on these things or not. I'm really good at sort of planning out how these things will actually be put into place. So 
I just sometimes need ideas from people that are way smarter than me, like you, to then put it in place. So are you going to get a transcription of this call and, and reread the notes? Or you, do you have kind of a top five off of this call then? Oh, yeah. No, no, I, I, I don't. I, I'm, a, I'm a terrible reader. No, no. So by, the, by the, the time we get off this call, when we get off this call within a few minutes, there will be four or five Trello cards. Um, and then the, those things will just happen. Right. So if I was to recap, I would say getting a vivid vision done for your company three years out so you know what it looks and feels like and so will everyone else around you. Um, secondly, it would be uh, having an org chart for your company three years out, two years out, so you can start hiring some of those critical roles ahead of the curve. Third, you'd be looking to put in place a marketing strategy to um, run the one-day intensives the day after all of your speaking events and having some kind of a model, even to test doing four of them this year. Fourth would be to try to run some one-day intensives in the same cities as you have current coaching clients. Um, and fifth would be to look at some kind of a pricing model so that when you cap out at your five clients, if you will, either a way to charge based on price or um, a way to, to charge more um, or just start flying private because you'll be able to afford it. Yeah. Good. Okay. Right, Cameron, thank you so much. That was amazing. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing Podcast. At Less Doing, we help entrepreneurs who have opportunity in excess of what their infrastructure can support to set up systems and processes that empower a team to ultimately make themselves more replaceable. That way they can optimize, automate, and outsource everything in their businesses in order to be more effective. If you want to find out more about Less Doing, the podcast, the blog, the books, and all of the wonderful programs we offer to help you get from where you are to where you know you want to be, go to lessdoing.com slash podcast and check out our OAO blueprint so you can get started today.